Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Joan Mulmine and this is episode 97, Best UK Podcast of 2016. Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the podcast. I am Joe, your host for this episode and for every episode it's not just today and um, welcome into the show if you're a new listener i hope you'll like what you find here it does tend to get a little bit random at times and if you're a returning listener thank you ever so much for coming back and spending some time with me again you know how much i value you being here so episode 97 so close so close to 100 and i've not a clue what I'm going to be doing for episode 100 at the moment, but once I figure it out, I'll let you know. Um, it's like that kind of, you feel like it's a big thing, like New Year's Eve or your 21st birthday or what have you, and you feel like you've got to make something big out of it, but the inspiration as yet has not really struck me as to what that could be. I've seen other people do some quite cool stuff for their 100th episode, but yeah, I don't, I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, as to what I'm going to do. So if you've got any ideas or any particular requests, then throw them in to me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com because, um, you know, nobody's got the monopoly on good ideas as they say. So if you have any special requests, send them in and I'll see what I can do. So since last time I spoke to you, it's been two weeks and it feels like a lifetime. It feels forever. So many things have happened in just two short weeks and I'm still not 100% sure that I've processed all of that anyway but the main thing being that the shiny bees podcast is the official best UK podcast of 2016 as you might have seen round and about which was a bit of a shock to me to be honest it was I mean it was really cool to be in the finals but that's all I had hoped for for that and, and my money was on the Audience Appreciation Award because I know you guys are very, very protective of your award. You want it, you know, you wanted to keep it. And when that was read out and the this property podcast got it, I was like, oh, well, never mind. You know, that's not, it's not going to happen this year. But, you know, we had, we got in the finals. It was really great. And I was sat with Helen Stewart of Curious Handmaid, who was also nominated in both those categories as well. She has a great podcast. I really enjoy her show. Super, super professional. I love the way that she does things. And uh, Renee, lovely Renee Canlahan, um, aka East London Knit, was there as Helen's guest. I took Millie, obviously. And um, it was really good fun to be able to hang out with them for a couple of hours and, and enjoy the award ceremonies. It was a black tie event, love a bit of black tie, and we got all all dressed up, Millie got his tucks on, and I I couldn't obviously wear this year's shawl of awesome, because it's still lost in the post, so I just thought, I'll just wear last year's one, it's fine, it's it's all cool, it'll match my shoes, um, we'll roll with it. And um, it was a really, really fun evening, I was very, very surprised to be the winner to the point where after I didn't win 
audience appreciation, I decided it'd be a great idea for us all to just, you know, get on, on the wine, basically. And we had this enormous two-bottle-sized bottle of wine on the table. So we're having a great time, having a great laugh, chatter, you know, joking, messing about. The hosts uh, for the awards were really good fun guys. They were quite a good laugh. And we just decided to get on it. Or I did. Which, in hindsight, may have been a bit of a mistake because obviously then I had to, not expecting to, get up and give a speech in front of like 140 people whilst a little bit half caught. And um, that was it. It was interesting. I've never done that quite so lathered before, but it, it, it seemed all right. It came off okay. I have got a link to the video in um, in the show notes. I'll put that in there for you so you can have a look at it. It's about six or seven minutes long. Basically, where I kick off with these people that have been trolling the organisers, <laughs> introduced everyone to the concept of edible underwear that you could knit yourself, and then offered to buy the entire room a, a drink, which was just obviously quite crazy because we're in a hotel in London. I'd have to take out a small mortgage to pay for that. But anyway, it was a really, really fun event, and I was just absolutely blown away to be the best UK podcast of 2016. So, I mean, I think you probably can hear Bowser grumbling a little bit in the background. He's scratching his ears, so you may hear the odd bit of groaning. It's not me, it's him. But yeah, basically, I said it in my speech, and I'll say it again. Thank you to all of you who took the time out to vote for the podcast, both on Facebook in the initial round and especially on Twitter afterwards. And also some of you, Katie... Um, enlisted the help of friends, family and everyone else and you were there every single morning on the dot putting your votes in for me as like your first action of the day and it, believe me, it does not go unnoticed and it does not go unappreciated and I'm really, really grateful to those of you that did that and took the time out and I know you're all busy to to vote for the show because 50% of the marks came from the voting so the fact that you all turned out and put your votes in Played a great deal, I would say, in in winning that. I was up against some super professional podcasts. So I don't think there would have been, you know, a massive amount in it, in the points on, on that side of things. But the fact that you guys voted so much, I think, is probably what clinched it. And as such, I am super grateful to you for that. So thank you very much for those of you that did vote. Um, for the 2,000 of you that didn't, I'm not letting you touch the award. <laughs> Anyway, what have I got coming for you today? Well, it's going to be a fairly quiet one from me. Just a quick catch up, a little bit of knitting chat, some enabling in the form of the previous quarter of the golden skein and we will wrap up because I'm still just a little bit just trying to process everything really and still totally sort of snowed under with, with everything that's, that's kind of happened in the last couple of weeks. So grab yourself a brew or a, something a bit stronger, if if you require, and we will crack on with the show. So the nitty chat then. There's been it's been quite a week of two or fortnight of two halves really in terms of knitting achieved by myself personally, but a few notable milestones have been surpassed if you will the rewind knit along wrapped up in terms of the official length of the knit along this was a knit along to knit things 
that you wish you'd knit first time around or to re-knit things that you've knitted before and you wanted to relive the joy of knitting those particular items. There's been lots of people taking part. There's been people doing multiple um, projects, which is awesome. It's always really great to see people getting through things. There have been some people who have done garments for the first time, which is fab. I love that. There are people who have knit several of the same thing. It's been really good fun being over there on Ravelry and in the group. I do have a ton of prizes to give away for those and I will get around to them as soon as possible. It's just a little bit crazy over here at the moment. But as soon as I get around to drawing those and putting them out, I will. However, as I only managed the lace panel on my yoke, for my Lush cardigan, I will be continuing with the Rewind Knit Along until I finish my Lush. So anyone who wants to carry on with me, you are more than welcome to do so because I need a bit of cheering on. I'm terrible for not spending enough time knitting. And I think this is the problem with me. I think I'm a slow knitter and I'm not slow. I just don't spend enough time doing it. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between spending enough time doing it but being slow at knitting so not you don't get it done and not spending enough time doing it so you haven't spent enough time doing it, you're not just slow at knitting and therefore it's not done because there hasn't been enough time put into it. And I think I probably fall into the latter category. I'm fairly fast when I get going in a very, I've got a very inefficient knitting style I would say compared to some people that I see out there. So I decided in my infinite wisdom, because I'm crazy, to knit a shawl to wear on the Saturday night. So I didn't even bother carrying on with my cardigan that I'm meant to be working on. I decided, no, let me let me wind some yarn and, and knit the shawl for the weekend, because that's totally going to happen in time, isn't it? Thinking that I could like prompt the universe to return my beaded shawl to me, by not being done in time and then my beaded shawl that I got lost in the post, the voodoo shawl would just reappear on Friday. That didn't happen. I also didn't get the shawl finished, as you can imagine. The pattern that I'm using for that shawl is Talisman by Helen Stewart. I'm curious I made Helen because I thought it'd be cool to wear one of her shawls um, to the awards and you know get a bit of promo going for her as well. And the yarn I'm knitting in is the Blood Orange Urban Hints from Helen, another Helen, at the Wool Kitchen. I'm really, really enjoying the pattern. It's super addictive, even though it's a very simple pattern. It's really addictive. I got really into it. I was picking it up and putting it down often, which I think is the key for me. It's not to dedicate like a couple of hours on a night to do things. I need to be picking up and putting down as often as possible to try and get little bits, chipping away little bits at things. And this is the kind of project you can easily do that with. The yarn is beautiful to work with. It's a really lovely orange colour and the pattern is very easily memorised and you just, you know, you're cracking on till like the eighth row or whatever and then you're doing a star row to put a little row of stars across it. Now, this pattern does have a pico bind off. And I'm not really sure how I feel about that after the massive one I've just done on the shawl that got lost. However, it is super, super fun to knit. And I've never, I've got quite a few of Helen's patterns, but I've not actually knit any of them yet. Story of my life. And this is the first one that I've got into proper. And I've got to say her percentage checklist system and where she write every line is written out, every every row is written out. So it's, it's longer to print, but 
you can weigh your ball of yarn to make sure you've got enough all the way through it. I don't bother with weighing it, obviously, because I like to wing things. However, what I do do is look how much I'm meant to have knit by then. So I'm like, yes, 40%, woohoo! It's super addictive just to be ticking off every row, because quite often on a pattern it'll say, row 7 is this, row 8 is that, repeat row 7 and 8 until you end up with so many stitches. So you can't be ticking them off every time because they, they don't put it in to save space however she does she puts everything in and she's trademarked that system as her own system which i think is really smart and it's just really it, it motivating you wouldn't think that crossing stuff off a, a sheet when you're doing the same row over and over again till you end up with like 400 stitches or whatever could be motivating it sounds dull it's really not so definitely get amongst, if you've not tried her patterns before, then I heartily recommend them. And you know how fussy I am about patterns. I'm super fussy. I really like them. It's definitely not going to be the last one of hers that I do by any stretch of the imagination. It is part of the Shawl Society, which is her subscription club. For shawls, you get six shawls as part of this, running up to the end of November. And I know the next one's due out any time, so... Everyone's already getting excited about doing that one. Um, but it's super good value for what you get. And the patterns are really, really easy and fun to follow. So that is Talisman Shawl by Helen Stewart with Wool Kitchen Yarn, the Urban Hints Blood Orange. And that's all I've actually knit on because as I mentioned, my Lush cardigan that I'm supposed to be working on, I've blocked the yoke, done nothing else with it, not picked up the stitches, and I love that yarn as well. It's been knitting very colourful yarnings, um, Sparkle DK. Not not got back to that yet. I think, I don't know why, really, because I, I really enjoy knitting it, and I've, I've knit the Lush pattern a few times. I enjoyed the pattern itself by Tinkan Knits, but it's just been put to one side because I haven't spent any time knitting. This is my problem. I'm not a slow knitter. I don't spend enough time knitting. I might get that put on a on a project bag or something. It's totally true. Totally true. So in other nitty news, I have taken delivery today of the pre-orders of the Orange Mocha Frappuccino yarn. So they're going to be going in the post tomorrow to all the people who pre-ordered them. I have one or two spares left over in case any go missing in the post. And we may or may not be doing some kind of birthday 100 episode giveaway type affair thing when I get more into what I'm actually going to do for that but um, the people have spoken the people would quite like a knit along I'm not sure I have any energy for a, an official this is the knit along these are the parameters this is what's going on but what I suggest we all do as is an informal knit along where we just tag it as hashtag OMFCal and we can all have a look at what each other's doing because it's one of those skeins where there are a lot of different options for what you could knit with it and what you could pair it with and everything else and I don't want to be too restrictive of what people are knitting and put too many boundaries around it. I just want it to be quite free and easy, uh, an explosive fireball of creativity, basically. So that is hashtag OMFCal, and that will start from the minute you hear this podcast. So crack on with that. Other than that, in Yarny, lovely, lovely Yarny news, we have the autumn edition, not the autumn, it's not even autumn yet, summer edition, 
summer edition of the Golden Skein's Power of Three Yarn Club. The Golden Skein is the hand-dyed yarn club and it's run by me, which means it's the best one, obviously. And each quarter, three different dyes are given the same inspiration photo, which they then interpret in their own unique style and dye a colourway specially developed for the Golden Skein onto one of the standard bases. The idea behind this being that some quarters you'll get completely new to you dyes that you never heard of before and some quarters you'll get exclusive colourways from dyes that don't normally do them or an exclusive from maybe one of your favourite dyes. So the, the aim is to try lots of different bases, try lots of different dyes, journey of discovery and also to help you find new dyes as well and obviously once you've found them go and get more of their stuff really. And it's, I really enjoy doing it because every quarter is a surprise as to how they go about interpreting the picture. This quarter, the picture was of a forest. I'll put it in the show notes with some light coming through the trees. So it was always going to be quite a green quarter. And um, it's been quite well received, depending on what kind of school you went to. <laughs> some people um, have horrible memories of school and had a green uniform and that, that sort of upset them a little bit. Whereas that was my favourite one because, you know, springbok green. So <laughs> anyway, what I will do as usual with this is I will read the diary inspiration out for you so you can hear kind of the journey that they went on to get to it. And um, if you haven't heard of these diaries before, then please, I will put links in the show notes. Please do go and check them out because um, that's the whole point. It's not just about, you know, exclusive clubs for the members. It's about helping everyone to find... Um, these different dyers try new stuff and support them as well so without further ado we have the power of three club 2016 quarter two the golden skein is delighted to bring to you the second installment of the power of three club 2016 inspired by the image sun rays between trees and forest by powell pa Pachelek. this quarter we've brought together a mix of english irish and welsh talents a moody and somewhat haunting image, open to interpretation as either the dawn of a beautiful day or the sun setting on a summer's evening, has produced a trio of yarn that truly reflects the thousand words spoken by one photograph. So, number one was Victoria Magnus of Eden Cottage Yarns. She doesn't do custom colours, unless it's us. Victoria taught herself to knit when at university in Dundee and became exasperated by being unable to find the perfect hand-dyed purple yarn, which we heard about way back in episode 20-odd when Victoria was on the show. And so, a dyer was born. Now based in a Yorkshire kitchen, Eden Cottage Yarns began in Cumbria in 2011 in Victoria's 1700s cottage. The yarn is hand-dyed in the sink with an emphasis on simple but gorgeous colours and Eden Cottage has become synonymous with a muted palette of semi-solid shades which can be seen first hanging in the garden to dry. If you don't follow Eden Cottage on Instagram and you like just looking at wanton pictures of yarn like me, then I recommend you do because there's always loads of yarn drying in various places or piles of yarn or sometimes we look at yarn with other stuff like flowers. Um, but it's very yarn heavy and, and that's what we like, isn't it? <laughs> that's what I like anyway. Victoria's West Yorkshire Home Office allows a lovely view of the garden and orchards and fields beyond, which is both beautiful and inspiring. 
Victoria dyed her colourway onto her Oakworth four-ply base, 100% New Zealand Polworth, which comes in at 400 metres or 463 yards per 100 grams. This light semi-solid colourway would make beautiful shawls, accessories and garments. It is really nice actually and it smells really sheepy compared to a lot of yarns. Um, it, it has like a really nice soft handle. Um, obviously a little bit firmer, a little bit firmer than your merinos, probably more around your kind of BFLs, but it does smell super sheepy, which they don't always, which I think is quite cool. This colourway was called Forest Light. The inspiration photo for this quarter's yarn really struck a chord with me as I particularly love the forest and woodland. At this time of year, with the sun streaming through the fresh new growth, it's invigorating and energising. The silvery green light is reflected in my colourway and is designed to be good alongside other woodland hues. So that was for Victoria of Eden Cottage Yarns. They're at edencottageyarns.co.uk. Next up we have Irish with Yvonne McSwinney of Dublin Dye. It will come as no surprise that Dublin Dye is based in Dublin. Yvonne and her partner opened the doors above a yarn shop in 2007. As time passed, things have changed and is now a solo operation after her business partner moved home to the States. And Yvonne had a break to have her family. Dying in the main for the aforementioned shop and for her Etsy shop, Yvonne has moved into a new studio and full of new inspiration, she is expanding her business all the time. Yvonne dyed her colourway onto her swing sock base, which is a 75% superwash merino, 25% nylon blend, which comes in at 100 grams and 425 metres per 100 grams. This tonally variegated colourway would be perfect for socks and accessories. It's really pretty, it's got some nice gold in it. Coil. When I first looked at the photo, it was all about the trees, tall, strong and dark in the foreground. I started off with a dark skin in browns and greens, but it wasn't jumping out at me like the photo did. When I took another look at the photo, I realised it isn't about the dark trees, but the light. So for a second attempt, I worked with lighter green and golden colours. The light through the trees, the mossy, foggy background and the hint of golden leaves lead me between the trees and through the woods. I love that explanation because it really does, when you look at the photo, and obviously the photo will be in the show notes as well if you haven't seen it, you can definitely see how she came to that and that story of going through the trees and it looks like you're about to go into something that's a bit of an adventure really. So I love the way that she interpreted that and um, pulled the lighter colours out of it as well. And finally, but by no means least, we have Carth and Rack of Triskelly and Yarn and Fibre from Wales. So, based at Pistil Gwyn Farm in Carmarthenshire, Triskelion produce hand-dyed yarns, blended fibre bats and hand-woven goods. Their yarns are generally British sourced and all of their bats use locally sourced fibre other than silk and cashmere. There is a small breeding herd of alpacas at the farm and theirs is the fibre predominantly in the bats and alpaca yarns when the clip is available. All the yarns are kettle dyed using single pigment dyes yielding rich, strong colours with lots of subtle detailing. Carthen dyed his colourway onto a 75% Falkland Merino 25% silk blend which comes in at 400 metres per 100 grams. This rich, saturated, solid colourway would be perfect for luxurious accessories and garments. I really like this one. But it was definitely one of those ones where if you went to a school with a green uniform and you hated school, you hated the yarn. <laughs> and a lot of people were just like, I can't get past this kind of forest green. 
I thought it was beautiful. It's springbok green, South Africa green. So I thought it was the most lovely thing ever. Um, it's called Brekfa. After seeing the inspiration photo, I knew I wanted to create a rich forest green. I love to create saturated colourways and the deep green of the forest was the obvious choice. I named the colour after the Brekfa forest in Carmarthen, the area of Wales where Triskelion yarn and fibre is based. The ancient woodland, Chlyn Cothi, has a rich and varied history and this fitted well with the deep green colourway. My Welsh is not as good as it probably could be. I know Panad and Borodar, and that's that's probably about this, and Araf, Araf Hedlu. That's as far as my Welsh goes, despite having lived in Wales for a little while. Um, but this I've already seen knitted up. I think Jackie Goldburn might have been, has knitted it into the talisman shawl that I'm knitting at the moment. And it is so super pretty in that green and that lovely silk in the yarn is just making it shiny and drapey. It's a perfect choice for a shawl. And I, I really like this, this colourway, but like I said, it, it did divide people. I was really shocked at how divided people were about it. Um, but it didn't occur to me about the school uniform colour because um, I went to a school that had royal blue and then navy. So, and I didn't, I like school. <laughs> so <laughs> it just didn't, just did not occur to me it would be a problem. But for some people it really was, which is quite funny, really interesting actually. Um, how people can feel about school so long afterwards and particular colours because... Around here, green uniforms were only for Catholic schools. Um, there's a lot of kind of Irish descended people in, in the Northwest in particular. And you, it seems to be that unless you go to an Irish school, you don't have a green uniform. So, mm. well, Irish Catholic school, not an Irish school. Um, but it tended to be predominantly Roman Catholic schools that had them. And obviously I went to a Church of England school, I had blue. So... <laughs> Um, and he does a nice blue in his normal range that's very similar to the colour of my old school uniform. Um, but it's beautiful. I really like it. So they are the dyes that we had for this quarter. Um, and basically their inspiration behind it. So you can get an idea of kind of how they go about things and what inspires them, what they pick out to concentrate on when they're creating a colourway and obviously a little bit about their background if you've not heard of them before. So like I said at the beginning, go to their respective websites. There'll be links to directly to them in the show notes and go and have a look if there's anything that you would like from them and, and check out what they've got to offer. The Golden Skin Power 3 Club is opening again on the 1st of July, which is Friday. Um... And it's open for a week for sign-ups. I'll put next quarter's um, picture in there, in the show notes as well, so that you can see that if you want to get involved. Dare I say it, hashtag not mentioning Brexit, but the exchange rate is very favourable for for those of you who are not in the UK at the moment. Um, you could get yourself a nice, sweet little deal with the exchange rate as it is, just, just putting it out there. Um, so you you might want to consider it. You know, as as a as help, helping the helping the Brits out, um. But yeah, there'll be a limited number, basically, of extra spaces available. It opens on the first, sign-ups close on the seventh. Come hell or high water, and um, that's for the next quarter. I always go big on. I'm just warning you. Always go big on the autumn quarters because I like autumn. So, um, yeah, if you're thinking about getting involved, autumn is always a really good time to do so. 
There are, I think, two skeins left of the Dublin die. All the other ones from this quarter have already sold out. So the, the members tend to come snap them up and have extra skeins to make bigger stuff. So if you want to get involved, really, you just need to kind of take the plunge and, and get in on the main club to make sure you definitely get some yarn. So that is the Power of Three Club for this quarter. Like I said, go check those dyes out and um, see if there's anything they have that you like. And if you want to find anything about the Golden Skin, it's all at thegoldenskin.com. And I completely forgot to do Enablers Corner. <laughs> at the beginning of the episode like I normally do so I'm going to squeeze it in at the end for you and this week it's a very short quick enablers corner and it's a little mini toot toot on my own trumpet and a little toot toot on another trumpet of another podcaster who's also started a podcast recently so this week in enablers corner I'm enabling you first of all to the creative me podcast this is Martine Ellis formerly of I make podcast it's her new show it's a really quick 10 minute sort of actionable weekly podcast with her top kind of tips, resources, etc. It's more based around the business aspect of things than her previous thing offerings have been. However, if you are interested in that sort of stuff, along with things like productivity and all those sorts of tips, you'll find lots of them over there. You can find her at martinellis.com and the Creative Me podcast is available there and on iTunes and all good podcatchers. Links in the show notes as usual. And my new podcast, Notice to Move, the podcast for military, spouse, veteran and surfing entrepreneurs. And all gone, gone to the dark side, gone to a business podcast. Um, that is now available on iTunes. So it's a, in some ways, similar sort of format if you will to this one in that there are interviews with people running businesses and then there are in episodes where I chat about stuff and um, generally is something that they've brought up as a theme during the interview that's come out as a theme I will then expand upon it in the next episode so there's some kind of good actionable tips in there taking sort of my business side of things and, and spreading that out to help other people it is on iTunes it's going to be on Stitcher soon hopefully, I've put in the feed but I'm still waiting for them to get back to me and um, the website is, there's a, a podcast splash page at the moment but it's still under construction and that is available now, that'll come out every Wednesday and it's me, apparently I'm a little bit more serious than normal on there but I'm sure that'll get sorted out within about three or four episodes <laughs> Um, but if you're looking for more stuff to listen to over summer, you know, if you're chilling out or what have you and you want some more podcasts, there are two for you in Enablers Corner. So I'm enabling you to Creative Me and Notice to Move podcast. Well, my darlings, that's all I have time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Bit of a quick and dirty catch-up, if you will, really, to get back into the swing of things. And to tell you a bit more about the old, old Best UK podcast, I will put the video, as I say, in, in the show notes. You want to go and have a watch of that. And otherwise, in the meantime, have a great week. Happy crafting. I'll speak to you all again soon. Bye.
listening to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog, or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by Music Alley, and it is Adam and the Water Boys, and I need a drink. I need a drink. <laughs>